0: Across the UK, online and on DAB
1: A mid-morning dance with the devil The
0: Independent Republic of Mike Graham
1: Get up to the minute news
2: flashes, instant reaction and expert analysis from some of the biggest names in Westminster The
0: Independent Republic of Mike Graham
2: Live from Westminster on Talk Radio
3: Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham, coming to you live this morning from College Green in Westminster, where there is a sense of history hanging in the air. Security is very tight here as we prepare for the arrival of the Royal Personage, Queen Elizabeth the... There isn't an extinction rebellion crusty in sight as Boris Johnson and all of the other 649 MPs prepare to listen to the Queen's speech around about 11:15 this morning. We will bring you to it. We will bring it to you live as Parliament returns from yet another prorogation. This time, of course, uh, it was entirely lawful, unlike the one uh, which apparently took place sometime earlier this uh, season, in which it was deemed to be unlawful. The Queen uh, will unveil a whole load of new laws. They'll be talking about the national living wage, the national minimum wage. They'll be talking about laws uh, to protect younger people uh, to protect older people it will be effectively a Tory manifesto for an election and that means the Labour Party is not very happy about it. The end result of course is going to be Do we vote on a Brexit deal or do we not? It looks as though at the end of this week in Brussels on Thursday um, at the European Union, there will be a summit at which point Boris Johnson will either have a deal or not have a deal to bring back to Parliament. We'll find out all about that throughout the course of the day today. Uh, We are here at Talk Radio. We are the only radio station to listen to because we're the only people here witnessing history as it in fact happens. The rain has stopped, so we're in the tent and we may well be outside of the tent for most of the day if all goes well. 0344 499 1000. You are the people we want to hear from the most. So we want you to get your calls in now. It's going to be a very busy day. We've got loads of MPs to talk to, loads of pundits as well. We may even get Alistair Campbell down uh, just for the fun of it. 0344 499 1000 is the number. You're listening to me, Mike Graham, right here on Talk Radio, live in Westminster. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio, live from Westminster. Now, the big story from Brussels this morning is that the European Union has basically leaked to a bunch of newspapers that they want more concessions for Boris Johnson. They want him to give up more about the Northern Ireland situation uh, than just cancelling out the backstop and giving them nothing in return. So the negotiations continue. They are all in a tunnel. Uh, we all got very excited on Friday when we found out they'd got into the tunnel because, of course, that means we are in the final negotiations of a deal. As Julie Hartley Brewer said to me, though, the key is whether or not Parliament is going to be able to do that deal, pass that deal, uh, or, in In fact, throw it back at Boris Johnson, where he then goes, well, in that case, it's no deal on October 31st. Whatever you think of what is going on, Boris is still very much in the driving seat. The Labour Party appears to be in total and utter disarray. There's been a silent coup over the course of the weekend, which has left Jeremy Corbyn completely and utterly exposed. To all intents and purposes, we are told John McDonnell, the deputy leader, the chancellor, uh, the the shadow chancellor, I should say, uh, is in fact in charge now of the Labour Party. Isn't democracy marvellous? Ollie Cole is here reporting for us all through the day here on Talk uh, Radio. Ollie a very good morning to you. We've got 22 bills basically coming up, have we not? Uh, which are going to include some talk about Brexit, but an awful lot of other stuff as well.
1: Yes, I mean, it, it is going to include a lot of uh, domestic policy. Obviously we saw at Tory party conference uh, the, uh, the Conservatives' new plans for uh, should they stay in government, what they're looking to do. Uh, that will include, of course, that uh, new Australian points-based immigration system, uh, with some talk over the weekend about uh, looking for uh, voters to have ID with them in order to vote in elections so there's there's going to be a lot of domestic policy through as well and of course uh, the Queen will uh, finish by saying other duties will be laid before you which gives the government some flexibility to introduce those bills in okay. time but it, it, it would all depend on whether they actually get Get around to be able to. Well, that's the thing. I mean, uh, uh, what the, we don't
3: know is exactly when they will start discussing Brexit. How long that will go on for? Will it take them all the way through until Thursday? We don't know. Ollie, thanks very much indeed. We'll be checking back in with Ollie Cole throughout the course of the morning, uh, as indeed uh, we will be checking in with a whole host of pundits, a whole host of politicians, former politicians, uh, and every interested party. Uh, you can shake a stick out this morning. Stuart Jackson joins me, uh, of course, former Tory MP, former uh, aide de camp uh, in the Brexit battle. Stuart, very good morning to you. Welcome. I see that you were off campaigning at the weekend with uh, my other favourite former Tory MP, Nick
1: Dubois. Yeah, we stick together. Quite a gruesome
3: Mike. twosome. I didn't want to put that on <laughs> Facebook, but uh, it was a good-looking uh, good day to be out in the rain.
1: Yeah, it was a bit uh, damp. We were, we were truly uh, Tory wets. <laughs> Indeed, but just for the first time. Now, today,
3: looking historic already. We arrived here um, about 15 minutes ago, only to find that we weren't able to walk across Parliament Square uh, and down to College Greenwich, all the way around the houses, because very tight security. Because of, it's not normally this tight for the Queen's speech, but because of Extinction Rebellion, presumably, this is
1: why we're, we're all out in force here. Yes, indeed. And the irony, of course, is that what's likely to happen is that uh, a Queen's speech will be given. The government's domestic programme will be outlined. But probably in in as little as a week to 10 days, Parliament will be potentially dissolved in order to go for a general election, because certainly the SNP are champing at the bit now. They think they're going to make gains in Scotland. Um, Let's be honest, this is a dead Parliament. There's, There's no legislation going to get through. The Conservative rebels are unlikely to get the whip back, but let's see what happens when Boris Johnson brings the vote back. But this Parliament is essentially done and dusted, Mm. and I think the British people now are saying uh, we want to give a mandate to a party to get Brexit done. Because certainly when I was knocking on doors at the weekend, people were saying... I voted remain, I voted leave, but let's just get it done. We're sick to death of Parliament and, and the games they're playing.
3: Yes, exactly, because the procedure today will be the Queen unveils the new uh, sort of parliamentary session. She basically speaks on behalf of the government uh, and their programme of, uh, of bills. That will take, what, 15, 20 minutes or so. Presumably, um, there will then be some form of debate. But I can't imagine for the life of me what it's going to be about. I mean, obviously, we'll hear from Jeremy Corbyn, who, to all intents and purposes, is an even more of a dead duck than Parliament at the moment because he's been usurped by his best mate, John MacDonald, who appears to have stabbed him in the back and the front, uh, and he's out. Um, so what's going to happen after the Queen finishes speaking?
1: Well, Corbyn reminds me of... I'm, I'm calling him the Chenenko because <laughs> you remember Chanyenko died a few weeks before they told anyone yeah. and they wheeled him out. Uh, as if he was a a living, breathing, active Soviet leader. And Corbyn's a bit the same. You know, the trots, the the four o'clock knock has has come on the door for Corbyn and he's now stuck, um, pretending that he's the leader of the Labour Party, which is becoming sort of full-fat Remain, basically saying to five million Labour voters who voted Leave, actually, we don't care your Mm. views. We're a metropolitan, liberal Remain party in the south of England. Most of our leading lights are from Greater London, particularly North London Liberal Cognoscenti, so you can shove off. Well, even if they're not
3: from there, that's where they've moved to. I saw Paul Mason tweeting from Camden Town yesterday, and I thought, how appropriate is that?
1: <laughs> Paul Mason. Yeah. Don't get me on Paul Mason. <laughs> I mean, is he is he a, a, a proper journalist, or is he no, just a rabble No, I can rather? help you with that one. Uh, yeah. No, is the answer. Yeah, for that. yeah. Uh, but the point is, you're, you're absolutely uh, You've hit the nail on the head, Mike, in that usually in a Queen's speech you have an expectation that bills will be laid before Parliament within a few weeks or months, that uh, backbenchers get in to to make their special pleading for their constituency or particular issues and that we have a proper programme Mm. over a period of a year to 18 months where those bills go through both Houses of Parliament. This is a completely surreal situation because... This is really literally window dressing as to what the Conservative government would like to happen on the basis that there will have to be a general election because Parliament has effectively collapsed. Mm. There's got to be a general election within the next few weeks and months. But without the Labour Party
3: giving permission for that election, which Boris has asked for several times now, what other options does he have? I mean, we've heard all about how he can take uh, issue with himself and give himself a vote of no confidence and all of that. I mean, is that what it's going to come down to in the end?
1: I think it's a very dangerous... Gamble for the Labour Party to to say to the voters, Look, we're very close potentially to resolution of this. With a deal that can get through Parliament, we can end this nightmare. Okay, Brexit's gonna go on in terms of negotiations mm. for many more months and years. But the first stage, as Churchill might say, the end of the beginning yes. is within sight. For a party then to go on the doorsteps to all the voters and say, actually what we need is another six months of acrimonious, toxic Poisonous debate, divisiveness and business not knowing what's happening via a second referendum. I mean, I think that would be a disaster. And as I said recently, the Labour Party are on 23% now. There's no reason why they can't evaporate to 18 19% yeah. and get well, surely, hammered at the poll. They can't they're, put they're, off the general and, election and, forever. and also, in
3: a way, they're going to water down, are they not, the sort of genuine Remain parties, because I don't regard Labour as a genuine Remain party, because they're really just paying lip service to what they think uh, is going to work for them. The Lib Dems are a genuine Remain party. Uh, they've lost all credibility as well because of what Joe Swinson has said, but it seems to me that they will affect each other at the polls.
1: Exactly, and if you're a true Remainer who thinks Brexit's a disaster and you want to stop it, you're not going to take the chance of Labour betraying you if they get re-elected, if they get elected to mm. government. Uh, your local MP gets re-elected as a Labour MP. You are going to go for the full-fat, Romaniac approach of the Liberal Democrats. Now, it's emphatically clear what they, they're they doing. I think it's a grievous offence against democracy that they're effectively ripping up 17 million people's votes. But, mm. you know, they'll take their chances At the ballot box in the university towns in London and places like Bristol and Brighton, it will go down well. The rest of the country will go down like a a bucket of cold sick, frankly. Mm. Um, So you would do that. On the other side, of course, you're going to have a party in the Conservative Party saying, look, this nightmare can end. We can get back to your uh, priorities, transport, social care, health, schools, policing, crime what you want to talk about once we've got Brexit done. And I think on that basis, it's going to be a very difficult election for Jeremy Corbyn and the Labour Party. Yeah,
3: well, Jeremy Corbyn's already now admitting that he's unlikely to support a deal agreed between the Prime Minister and the European Union without having seen it, without, having knowing, without knowing what's in it. Uh, so there he's, he's putting his colours pretty much, uh, nailing into a mask there,
1: uh, of, you know, anything but Boris's deal. Well, you've got this sort of erudite, uh, emollient figure of Keir Starmer saying, you know, we've got these v- much-vaunted six tests oh, yeah. the government has got to pass. It's all fui, it's all hot air. Uh, you know, they would not vote. I mean, if, they were, if Boris came back offering uh, free sex and chocolate, the Labour Party would find a way of voting against it. They're never going to support it because they're tribal, they're Remainers, they want us to uh, not leave the European Union and that's the fact. And therefore on that basis Boris Johnson has got to seek the support of some of the whipless Tories, not all of them will support him, and obviously uh, the, the bulk of the Tory party, the DUP particularly, and uh, obviously uh, probably a couple of dozen Labour MPs in leave seats who know that if they push for a second referendum again they are going to lose their seats either to the Mm. Conservatives or the the Brexit party
3: I was having a fascinating conversation actually over the weekend um, about the DUP because one of the funny things that's happened since um, the removal or the taking away of the whip of the 21 rebels right? the DUP have ceased to be a power, now I don't know whether Boris is that clever, whether Dominic Cummings is that clever, but they've basically taken the DUP out of the conversation because the DUP can no longer support the government because there's not enough of them.
1: Well, I was talking to a Tory MP that was moaning, as as he usually does, about supporting the government, things he didn't agree with, Mm. etc. And I, I was quite brusque with him and I said, your vote doesn't matter anymore. The government's got a minus 40 majority. It doesn't really matter what you think. The fact is that now the ball is in the court effectively of the electorate because a general election cannot be put off Indefinitely, there will be one soon, and I think the idea that anyone's got great influence is nonsense. Having said that, it's got to be said that that the uh, momentum is much more now with Boris Johnson and Number Ten than it was even mm. a week ago because of the warm relationship and the meeting with Varadkar and even today Simon Coveney who's always been quite truculent and difficult to deal with, the Irish Foreign Minister, has been quite positive about the chances of a deal. So, uh, I That think was quite surprising wasn't it because yeah. Varadkar's tone changed
3: dramatically at the end of last week from what it
1: had been even at the start of the week. Well I think people in the Irish government have been saying to Varadkar, look Prime Minister this is serious, this is very important Boris Johnson is not bluffing; He will find a way to leave without a deal, and he will basically have uh, engineer a situation mm. which has a massive impact on the irish economy and yeah Veradka can can play to the gallery in the domestic Irish political scene, but ultimately does not want to be responsible for a really serious hit on the gross domestic product of Ireland, which would happen in the event of a no-deal. And one
3: final question, Stuart. Is there enough in the Labour Party uh, rebellion, if you like, uh, who might vote with Boris Johnson's deal to get it over the line, do you think? Or uh, are you kind of resigned to the fact that it won't get through Parliament no matter what it is?
1: Well, there are two issues here. One is, will the Spartans in the ERG Vote to uh, shoot it down. I don't think they will. I think you might have a hardcore of five or six people who are very unhappy about the European Court of Justice and some other areas. Um, but I think the bulk of those 34 that were against will vote with the Prime Minister. And I still think at least a dozen and maybe 20 Labour MPs will vote with the government. They just want it done. They don't want to go back to their uh, constituents and say it's not done. You, if you look on Twitter, S- uh, Stephanie Peacock, MP for Uh, Barnsley East uh, said I'm a patriot Uh, you know I I respect my uh, colleagues who are socialists but actually we did promise Mm. the British people we would deliver and we've got to do it and I think that pragmatic vein is going to be 20, 25 Labour MPs, and that will be enough to push it across the line. Let's see if we can get it
3: done. Stuart Jackson, thank you very much indeed. Former Special advisor David Davis, former Conservative MP, uh, kicking us off here this morning. We want to hear from you as well. 03444991000. I've noticed on Twitter there are some people out there who are saying, well, hang on a minute, you know, what if this deal is similar to the Theresa May deal? What if this deal is not the kind of deal we want? Why should we let it go? Why should we let it happen? Why should we not just vote it down
1: anyway and go for the no deal option? We shall see what's going to happen.
3: Uh, the laughter you can hear behind me uh, is my, my old friend Jim Fitzpatrick, uh, Labour people of Poplar. Mike Gapes is here as well uh, for Ilford South. We will
2: give you a chorus of amphora over blowing bubbles together <laughs> if you <laughs> want.
3: We're both hammers. Are you both hammers, <laughs> eh? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you can retire now happy <laughs> <laughs> having beat beaten Manchester United, can't you? I mean, you know, let's yeah. not. anybody. Or Manchester any, Manchester, any, I know it's not even yeah. a thing anymore, right? Yeah, anyway, welcome to the tent. <laughs> Thank um, you. I was talking to Mike earlier. Let me just ask you this, Mike. Yeah. Are you confident uh, in the deal coming back from Brussels? that you can vote for it like Jeremy Corbyn says he's not going to vote for it because he hasn't seen it yet?
0: Well I don't think there's necessarily going to be a deal first of all. Uh, I think it's uh, being hyped. Um, I don't, well, I, they're in the tunnel though aren't they? Uh, well yeah but it's a bloody long tunnel. Is, it, <laughs> is there any light at the end <laughs> well, of it? Well we don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously uh, time is very short and I think it's quite likely we won't have a deal or anything that it's a, it, it's a real deal with a, with legal texts and all the rest of it to consider before Saturday. So, I, the, but if it comes back, if there is a deal, I would only support it subject to it being put to the people in a referendum. A so you would referendum. vote against it in Parliament. Unless there is a referendum added to it. Right. Then I would, I'd let it go through. Okay. So you'd be on effectively that voting for no deal then, wouldn't you? Uh, no, no you would. if there was a deal, I said. Yeah, well, If, if there's, there's a deal and you vote against uh, it, that's no, no deal no, on the 31st. No, no because um, the, the alternative is to remain. And Parliament has already voted for an extension... Beyond the thirty-first of October, and then so if there's no deal, well, no, they
3: voted for Boris Johnson to ask for an extension, not to actually get <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm sorry Europe, to be but, petty but, but, but about this, but I'm afraid but European, that's where we are. The
0: European Commission has made clear that if there is a request for an extension, they will agree to it question, under certain circumstances. Look, yeah, the question is how long, yeah. and of course, for a referendum. Or, for an election, there would be an extension, I'm sure. Yeah,
3: not only am I wearing an anorak, I'm starting to sound like one, right? With all these uh, <laughs> the niceties about Brexit, Jim. Yeah, right. You but understand is, it too well, is, That's the trouble. Is Mike right? Um, is he correct to say that I uh, there has uh, to he, be an extension, he, there cannot be a deal voted upon without a referendum?
2: I think he's right in a whole number of points. The first one being that it's a long tunnel. Um, it's as long as the tunnel that Scotland had to get out, and even having get out the tunnel, they're still lost to Japan. Oh, now so they wish. Even that,
3: now they wish the game hadn't gone ahead, right? <laughs> oh no, they, uh, it was a great game, fantastic. It was an absolutely yeah. great game.
2: Um, I think. Uh, I think a deal isn't looking any more likely than it has done at any time for the past six months. But they're still talking, so there is a prospect to hope. If he gets a deal, there's no guarantee that deal passes. If he doesn't get a deal, the one thing which is absolutely clear, there is no majority in the House of Commons to support no deal. Um, The Supreme Court, I understand, has cleared the decks for next week. So on Saturday, when we vote to say... You are mandated by Parliament to seek an extension, and um, we want to see you seek an extension. If, if the Prime Minister plays games, somebody will take him to the High Court next week, and mm. they will order him. There is no escape from, uh, for Boris Johnson to avoiding no deal. Parliament well, I wouldn't will ensure say that, that there
3: is no escape, because the escape clause which he <coughs> may wish to, to kick in, which may or may not please anyone, uh, is that European law uh, countermands... British law in this particular instance. or oh, so, the Europeans... So the 31st is still a no-deal option. Uh, if he wishes to go down that road, it wouldn't be very popular, and I'm sure that the lawyers would all be up on their hind legs trying to stop him at 100 miles an hour, but legally speaking, he could still do that.
2: Well, he can, he can try, but I think um, it is... There is always a possibility that the Europeans would say they're not authorising an extension and that would mean we're leaving with no deal. But I think that's even less in their interest than it is ours. If the Prime Minister doesn't agree to seek an extension and all the indicators are that they'll give us that three months. And remember the Ben Act, the amendment to the Ben Act that a number of uh, ourselves put forward said the only reason for an extension is for the purpose of getting a deal. Now, in that instance, he has three months to get that deal. Um, I don't think no deal is a realistic option. The Supreme Court will strike him down next week and he will be ordered. And every minister, there's a smart box, when it's come to the very last opportunity, they have always said they will obey the law. They cannot ignore the law. But Uh, they can
3: ignore, apparently, uh, the 17.4 million people who voted to leave the European Union. Mike, how can you defend... That's entirely wrong. That's entirely wrong. I'll come back to that in a second. How can you possibly justify... Uh, that the Supreme Court now runs this country. The Supreme as Supreme Court to, doesn't. Well, we he's just told me no, the Supreme Court no, will no, tell the Prime Minister what to do. We
0: live under the rule of law. And democracy is not just about voting, it's also oh. about respecting the law. Is it not about respecting the vote as well? And the vote the vote in, of the seventeen point four million, as you put it, mm. was like well, when you when you start you, when you you make an offer on a house, then you have the survey and you find that the foundations no. are oh, corruption. I'm, so. I'm not buying that. And, no. house. and so uh, exactly. <laughs> no, hang on. Uh, hang on, uh, what
3: we about d- this once in a lifetime opportunity? What about once in a generation opportunity? This this referendum will be enacted upon another. Will not be rescinded. We what still about that? live
0: in a parliamentary democracy. So that was all rubbish, was it? Uh, it was David Cameron being stupid. Oh, yes all oh right. <laughs> Why didn't you point that out at the time? I did. Did you? Yes. <laughs> really. And I, and you I actually, show me where I, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I said in Parliament. It was an advisory referendum. That's what David Lidderton said. It was advisory to Parliament. Would it have to been advisory if
3: it had been uh, Remain instead yes, of Leave? Yes, it would have been advisory because ultimately
0: sure? we live in a parliamentary democracy.
3: We live in a democracy, which part of which is parliamentary, part of which uh, is run by the people. You're employed by me. I pay your salary. I'm not
0: employed by you. Yeah, you, are, I, you are. I'm employed by my electorate, my constituents. No, you're paid by the taxpayer, <laughs> of which I am one, OK?
3: I do not work for you. You work for me. So for you to sit there and be over-supercilious about no, what democracy no, no, means. No, I'm, I'm afraid you, I'm not having it. We going in a parliamentary democracy. No, I'm not having it. I'm going back to you. Uh, you said I was wrong about something, so please tell me what
2: it was. No, I said Michael was wrong about it being advisory. Oh, the I referendum see. was a referendum. Yes. The majority of people voted to leave. Yeah. What they didn't have was all the detail, but they voted to leave. We're committed to leaving. All the all the parties vote, uh, uh, at the 2017 General election said that they would respect the outcome of the yes. referendum and we would be leaving. Um, there's a lot of people, and I've got a lot of respect for Mike. He's a good pal of mine. There are a lot of people who are saying, "Oh, we want a second referendum, we want a people's vote. It was advisory. Yeah. It wasn't. But legal. All the people that say that don't They don't want to leave. They yeah. want to revoke Article 50. Yeah. Parliament voted for the referendum. Parliament voted for revoking Article 50. The people I voted didn't. for the referendum. I'm one of the MPs. Yeah, but you're didn't. in the minority. People, uh, no, but I'm people saying people voted I, I in can't the be 2017 i my view. We have got Monday after Monday that Britain is leaving the European Union. We've got to do that. We cannot undermine or the trust of the people. But and in terms of the, can't Supreme, change in your terms mind? Of the Supreme Court, no it's democracy just one moment in history.
3: In this instance, it is. Why not have an election then uh, uh, and let uh, the people choose? We had an election in 2017. Yes, we did. And the people voted for Remain parliament No, I didn't. That's rubbish. No, Absolutely. Or It's no wonder that your your party has Theresa, a zero rating Theresa in popularity. Theresa there. May wanted
0: to a, a stronger mandate, and she actually lost her majority, uh, so
3: Parliament, yeah, the country voted the against her. You're talking absolute her. rubbish, Mike. No. They, you have gone completely gaga. No, Brexit no. Put it back to the people then. Brexit, what are you afraid of? One, have an election. Oh, what are you afraid of? Losing your, like, lose I'm your seat. I'm not against an election. You're going to lose your seat, aren't you? I, I'm
0: standing, and I will You
3: see will lose your seat. You've got well, zero rating. Well, your we, entire party is uh, hopeless. Uh,
0: well, I don't care what you think. I'm going to stand... You don't care what I think? I think no. Because what about the voters? I you care, care about the voters. But, you like I care about it, but you're going to my ignore cons- them, though. My constituents are the ones that I respect.
3: Yeah? Okay? And what did they vote for?
0: They voted for 75.8% for me at the last election, where did I said I'll leave? be a strong pro-European voice. Did they vote to leave, voice, they they vote to leave the European Union, no. your constituency? No, no, they How, didn't. What was the number? 54.46 to remain.
3: 54.46 to remain. Okay, good. Now, what about's going on in the Labour Party? Apparently, John McDonald's the leader now. <laughs> That's what I was reading this morning.
0: No, it's <laughs>
2: Seamus <laughs> Milton, <Spielman>, really. <laughs> He's on the way out, I think, isn't he? There are clearly, What's going on? There are clearly manoeuvres um, yes. at the uh, leadership end of the Labour Party, just as there are manoeuvres at the uh, lower end of the Labour Party, yeah. where, where we say, where Well, we have being told the there's
3: been a silent coup.
2: Well, it's quite clear that there, are, there has been an adjustment in mm. terms of who's actually pulling the strings and people in Jeremy's office have left and uh, John McDonnell is said by many commentators now to be in a much more powerful mm. position than he was previously. The bottom line, and back to Michael's point, the general election in 2017, both major parties said respect the general election. A general election this time... Um, won't guarantee that we'll clear up this mess. A second referendum won't guarantee we'll clear up this mess. What will guarantee We should be clearing up this mess. We should be honouring the outcome Mm. of the referendum and voting for a deal. We had chances to vote for a deal when Theresa May was putting one forward. I voted for the last one. Um, Maybe I should have voted for the first two. But more people could have and should have supported our deal and we would have stopped this six months ago.
3: Well Stuart Jackson was here just a little while ago. He said he thinks there might be enough people in Labour, possibly somewhere between two 12 and 20 uh, who would vote with the deal. Is that your understanding?
2: There's 19 of us who wrote to uh, the European Commission last week saying we want a deal and we would vote for a deal if it's a, a, an honourable deal. Yeah. We're waiting to see if Prime Minister Johnson can actually secure terms close to where Theresa May was back in the, in the summer or in the spring. Um, there is a prospect that up to 20 or even more Labour MPs might vote for a deal and a whole number of independents might vote for a deal. Um, and they the Tories line up the ERG and the DUP because that's where they fell down last time, not because they didn't have enough Labour support, because they didn't have enough support on their own benches. If they can line those up, it will only sit a handful of mm-hmm. Labour MPs to get it across the line. Okay. So it depends on whatever deal he may or may not be able to come back with. If it's no deal, there's a majority, and you know this, Mike. there's a big majority in the House against no deal. But I think you're right. I think there is a majority of MPs who would vote for a deal if he's able to bring one back. OK,
3: Mike, Fine. I'll give you a chance to yourself what's the referendum question that you want to be asking um,
2: if there
0: is a deal negotiated yeah. it is a yes to the deal or stay within the eu at with with the deal we've currently so got. straight up and down yeah. one, one or, it's one or other leave, of those leave with that deal or remain
3: Welcome back to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. We are live in College Green, a strangely sort of muted College Green, because none of the uh, public have been allowed in, basically. It's just me uh, and a load of very over-enthusiastic pundits talking about something that just happened, uh, which wasn't terribly exciting. But However, Alistair Campbell has joined me now. Uh, very, good after- very good afternoon to you, Alistair. Welcome uh, to the Tent of Common Sense, as it's now become known. Oh, has it? It has, yes. Be- it when last you-, when year. you say
5: become known, you well, used to be known, it that. Uh, well, yeah. It yeah, used
3: to be well. known as the Tent of Shame, but we're not right. allowed to call it that anymore, so... Uh, uh, that's a nasty word, so we're trying to be more upbeat. Good. Ten of common sense. Okay. You, earlier on in the day, tweeted out that the Queen should basically refuse to read out uh, Boris Johnson's drivel, as you described it. I have to say, uh, it was quite boring, um, but she can't do that, can she? I mean, she has to read out her government's plan, even <laughs> if it doesn't ever come to anything.
5: No, she does, and, and, and also, I don't think the Queen follows anybody on Twitter, L-O-B. but I do think that, the particularly after the prorogation round, mm. I do think there is something pretty bad about the the Prime Minister asking the Queen to read out a legislative programme whilst at the same time he's trying to make sure he's not in a position to put it forward any time mm. soon because he wants an election. So what you saw was the Queen being used effectively to, to read out... An election strategy, right.
3: But the trouble is, everything now in politics is not what it seems, is it? Because every time you see uh, the Prime Minister asking for a prorogation of Parliament, he's then accused of not proroguing it properly. He um, wasn't this last time. When you see um, the Supreme Court getting involved in, in, a, in a kind of argument about what reasons he had for proroguing Parliament, uh, what reasons he has for leaving the European Union, what reasons he has for having a Queen's Speech... It's all kind of shadow boxing, it seems to me, and the, the, the public are fed up with it, to be honest. Well, the
5: public are fed up with it. I think everybody's fed up with it. But the fact is that it's happening because David Cameron, through doing the referendum, did sort of insert this huge conflict between parliamentary democracy and, if you like, government by by referendum. And, and, and I, you know, we've argued about this before. I do actually think the MPs have, have, have got a pretty thankless task at the moment because I, I think that, any form of Brexit. I think we're seeing this now with Johnson's negotiations. Any form of Brexit is such a difficult thing to do. And now that we do have, you talk about nothing is quite what it seems. I think we we are in a pretty unique situation with Johnson. He is somebody who, I mean, I've known him for a very long time. I do think he's somebody who has a very, very loose relationship with the truth. And I think he has a very loose relationship with, with just to give you two, we've seen him sort of the rule of law and parliamentary democracy, which are meant to be fundamental cornerstones of, of of our system of government, and I think he's pretty loose about them both. Well, the
3: thing is, most politicians now could be accused of exactly that. I mean, I had Mike Gape sitting here earlier on today who works for um, the Anna Soubry party. I'm not even going to name them because I don't even know what they're called at the moment. But, they're still changed. Yeah, are they changed? I think, I think they are still changed, but I, I was able to assure him that he had absolutely no credibility left because nobody voted for him to be in that party, nobody voted for him uh, to sit in parliament for a party for which he was not elected to be in and he's not willing to have a by election, he's not willing to have any kind of election, he's now talking about possibly allowing uh, the Boris deal to go through, even though he hasn't seen it yet, as long as it's got a second referendum attached to it. You know, you call that not having a loose association with the truth, because that's what I call it. Well, I mean... Everybody's I've, I've got their own truth.
5: I guess so, and that's always been the case, but I think there's, there is, let's be frank, there's a difference between being the Prime Minister and being a backbench MP from Ilford. There shouldn't be, in though, terms should there? Well, no, but I, I, I think, actually, Winston Churchill, I think, put it right. There's a, Let me see if I get this right. He said that the duty of an MP was, first of all, his duty to the country. Yeah. Uh, secondly was his duty to his constituents, and third was the duty to his party and the programme they were putting forward. Yeah. And, and therefore, I think if you take the first one, that does mean that MPs have, go- you know, they're there because they're elected, because we want them, yes, to follow what the constituent. But Ch- Churchill made the point that they're, they're, not, they're not delegates, they're representatives. And I think that, that you know, you do have to let MPs kind of have that sense of judgment. And, and I think if you're an individual MP... And, you know, I think a lot, a lot of MPs are feeling this at the moment. I mean, a lot of Tory MPs look at Johnson and think that is not what I think the Tory party should be about. So likewise, on the Labour side, you've got MPs who look at Jeremy we'll come Corbyn to and think that is not what I think the Labour party should be about. They, You know, they've got to be a- able to exercise their own judgment. Yeah, but what
3: if Churchill had had a referendum on going to war, right? And the people had said no, uh, would he have gone to war? Well,
5: yes, of course he would. Y- yeah, because... You can't
3: put it in the same context, can
5: you? No, but hold on a minute. That is that actually you're making my point that I made earlier. David Cameron, in my opinion, should not have put this in the way that he did to a referendum and then have a campaign where his campaign was just as bad as the other lot to be frank where at the end of that campaign nobody was any the clearer about what it was going to oh, mean Well sure. now th- three th- years th- on we're a bit clearer and it's a well, mess
3: the reason it's a mess though as you know as well as I do is because nobody thought that Leave would win And the reason that David Cameron set out his stall in the way that he did was because he was sure that everything that he said wouldn't ever have to be enacted upon, because unfortunately for him, he thought he was going to win it, and he didn't win it. But everybody who went on television and was interviewed beforehand, the one thing that they all said was that this was a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, it was a a once-in-a-generation opportunity, and whatever the result was, it would be enacted by Parliament. And they haven't enacted it because they don't want to enact it. Not I, because they no, think it's I, bad
5: for the country. I don't agree with that. Well, it's I, true, though. No, it's not true because, actually, you've got these you know, MPs who constantly get vilified for you know, the stance that they've taken. A lot of them actually did vote for Brexit. They voted Theresa May's deal. You didn't like it. I didn't like it. But lots of MPs voted for it. It lost, not least because you know, people are now saying that any form of Brexit has to pass. Mm. Johnson, the ERG, this lot. You know, it got defeated, and I don't believe that's because they're sitting around saying we don't want to do this. Oh, I think that quite a few of them are sitting around I don't, saying I that. I really don't. Because then, really the point is, is
3: that the, you've, you've, you've been following this since day one, and it's moved. The dial has moved very much from let's get you know, let, let's try and get a decent deal and let's try and get that passed through Parliament to, at this point now, a realisation that Parliament is actually now actively trying to stop...
5: Not, I really think that's nonsense. Well, I don't, I don't forget, think it is.
3: When you look at John Burko, right, who is a Remainer and who has made no secret of the it, Parliament.
5: He's standing up for backbench MPs. But he doesn't stand who, up very
3: often for anyone who supports Brexit, though, does he? I don't he? agree
5: with that. He's, look, he's he's trying to reflect what's going on within the debate. You're absolutely right. The dial has moved. I mean, we'll be back here. I'll be back here on Saturday because we've got the People's Vote march on the day that Parliament presumably is going to be. That seems something. to
3: be back on the agenda now. I think it disappeared it is. for a while. Well, now I told it's back. you
5: it would come back, and the reason it would. Is because <laughs> I've always believed ultimately this is gonna go back to the people. Because Parliament is deadlocked and it's not deadlocked because of all this conspiracy theory bomb John Burko remainer MPs. It's deadlocked because of Brexit. There's no way of doing it. Johnson's finding Well how are you now. gonna find if
3: you if you say if you keep
5: saying there's no way of doing it, there's you're, no effectively way of doing it. The you're effectively saying you're effectively no saying you can't it. do it. No, I'm saying there's no way of doing it without accepting there are really serious, profound consequences. The reason why I was so critical, and particularly of Johnson now, he's still being dishonest about the consequences. He's finally, How is he? Well, he's tried to pretend, have your cake and eat it. He's tried to pretend that this can be done without really serious consequences. He's finally... Well, what are the serious wait consequences? Wait a minute, he's finally... Well, Northern Ireland is one of the very big ones, that I've been talking well, about Well,
3: Leo seems to be quite happy about whatever it is they've come up with.
5: Yeah, and now. So how does that work? Now you say that he's happy about it. Now that has got to be taken forward in terms of detailed discussion about the practicalities as to you whether just they could work or not. Now. Who me? Yeah. In what yeah, way?
3: We're just, just going. Oh well, now that he's come come across. Before this, it was Leo is never going to wear any kind of conversation oh, about the border.
5: No. Now that he has come
3: across, you're saying, oh, but it's no, more detail has to be discussed. No, listen, so it takes even
5: longer. No, wait a minute. You've got a summit this week, yeah. followed by Parliament, yeah. right? Now, I've been involved in a lot of European summits. You say to me, well, how can I be, you know, why should I be critical of Boris Johnson? Let me just tell you one area where I'm really critical. He's been Prime Minister what, for 10 weeks, something like that? Seems like forever. Well, he's been Prime Minister for however long it is... And he waits until his party conference is out of the way before he finally puts this plan on the table. And anybody who knows anything about the workings of the Good Friday Agreement and the workings of the single market knows that that plan doesn't stand up to any scrutiny at all. So he then has to go off and do these negotiations. You've now got a situation this week where we all sit here and we think this is all about the United Kingdom. 27 countries have got to agree this. They've got to see detail. They they don't trust this guy. Right. I don't trust this guy. Well, I mean, you shouldn't well, trust this I guy. I don't necessarily so, trust him.
3: I don't have to trust right. him. Right. So we're Minister.
5: talking. We're talking about something that's going to dictate the economic and political future no, of it's our country. Not. No, yes, you it's see, not. that's it's where you're wrong. The you gotta, I'm stop you. The I'm going to
3: stop you for now because I'm going to come back to you. We're going to go do some news. I'm going to. I'm going to tell you why it doesn't all have to be done by Thursday. But you know it doesn't have to be done by Thursday. You have to have an extension. Switzerland, though. for example. You have to have an extension. It, it cons- well, we'll talk about that. Let's talk about what happens here. If in fact the Labour Party was to reject, or the opposition was to reject the Queen's speech, normally there would be an election, but presumably they don't want that, so they won't reject it.
5: Uh, I think some do, some don't. I, th- I think that, that, you know, we're, we're in this extraordinary situation, because, of course, you know, I talked about the, the People's Vote campaign, trying to get another referendum. I think that Johnson knows that, that he'd struggle to win a referendum, but he thinks that he can win a, a, a majority, for what then, whatever he wants to do on 35%, so he's gagging for election. I think the Labour some in the Labour Party want it, some don't. The SNP yesterday were very clear that they do, but I'm not. I'm just not persuaded. An election resolves anything on Brexit. I just don't see what it resolves. I mean, you know, yes, he might win, but then then does he claim he's got a mandate for No Deal? Uh, If that's where we end up. Well, he could do, I suppose. He He could do, but only if he he gets elected on that basis. Because let's face
3: it, I mean, I sometimes think back, uh, not particularly wistfully, but if that election had never happened in 2017, you know, we would be out of Europe by now, wouldn't we?
5: But that's why I say that, I mean, democracy is a process, it's not a moment. I mean, she lost David Cameron's mandate. That's what Theresa May did. And that did certainly complicate things. I mean, the answer is none of us know. Hmm. Uh, but it's certainly more probable than. than but this it is, is what I was going to come back to, to on, on, on
3: the kind of conversation about negotiations. Whatever I've always said, whatever the deal is, whether it is a deal which is finite or a no deal which has nothing in it at all, there will always be negotiations that need to happen afterwards, won't there? In the same way that people tell me that Switzerland's relationship with the European Union is constantly evolving. Of course, yeah. They're constantly having conversations about negotiating different deals here, there and everywhere. So that's what we would be doing, Yeah, but what
5: you're talking about here is you know Boris Johnson says we're going to be out by October 31st he's spaffed up a million 100 million quid against the wall That's to, not the to sort say of language we so. encourage here at the Independent Well the Parliament. prime minister shouldn't say those words then in which case you know Well he said so, he
3: didn't say them even though there's a recording of it Exactly
5: because he's a liar and we know Well that. no I'm not having that he's not a liar he's he a politician a liar.
3: you worked for a politician who was also accused of lying
5: He was accused of Yeah right and he was never proven whereas this guy you don't you know as you How just said when
3: was never proven you you told
5: everyone that they had weapons of mass destruction in Iraq and that was a load of old cobblers it, was ter- it turned out that we oh, were wrong. Oh, no, oh, oh sorry, okay. so it wasn't a I lie. Think, well, it wasn't, no. You had intelligence
3: was... that said that was there, yes, but exactly. it wasn't there. So where yes, did the intelligence exactly.
5: come from? Well, I you, like, Somebody Prime... not very intelligent. The Prime Minister has to rely on what he's told. But as you just said, mm. Boris Johnson regularly says things and then well, he says said he one didn't. Thing. No, well, also, we saw him the other day with that guy in the hospital. There are no cameras here. There's no media no, here. No, he said there he was, was t- no press. Oh, I see. Yeah, oh, so I let's see. use all the right words. Oh, I see. Let's use all the right what words. What was he trying to convey with that I statement? think
3: he was trying to say that, look, you're talking to me over here. Their press is not here. That's what he was saying, oh, I see. in my view. And, when and it turns out that the, the, guy right. know, who claims, the, well, the guy who claimed that the NHS had been destroyed by Boris Johnson uh, late, later took his daughter home, who was unfortunately in the hospital being treated for something. So clearly he was also lying when he said the NHS had been destroyed, because they fixed his daughter.
5: Mm. Well, I think... Isn't he's, that he's, fair? No, I don't think it is fair, actually, because okay. he's expressing an opinion. I don't think we should go to deep into the roots. Acti- he was also a labour activist. Oh, and and that's a, a sin, is it? That's a crime. Well, no, but he has an agenda, like well, you. You are not I, neutral, are you? No, I'm certainly not any more than you are. Oh, I'm I, 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 This I, I, is the most balanced show on the radio. It oh says it on Twitter. Oh my lord! Oh my god! You know, yeah. Why else would you be here if you didn't think? <laughs> because it was I was wandering through. I've got a half an hour to kill. I thought I'd okay, go <laughs> spend okay. it with Mike Graham. All right, then. the independent problem. But the point of it, let's not sure. look, look. Let's just agree. Okay. You cannot dispute that Boris Johnson's no, got a record of he lying. He certainly has right? had a record of as a of, journalist of and as a politician speaking untruths, exactly. As have many politicians. Right. No, but I think he's in a league of his own. To be mm. absolutely frank. So my point is that if you're these other countries. And if you're the, uh, the MPs who are going to be asked, possibly, we don't even know that Parliament is sitting yet, but it's possible they're going to be asked to vote on something on Saturday. They're not going to take it on his word. Him coming back and saying, here's a piece of paper, this is a great deal, nobody's going to believe it until they've seen but it in black and white. But
3: all that's happening, right, is that he's got, he's got Boris Johnson on one side, and a lot of people actually think he's a very good guy. When you, what you didn't see on the BBC was when he arrived at that uh, Whips Cross hospital, there were literally crowds of people cheering him, nurses running up and hugging him and taking him selfies with him. He's a very popular guy. Now, you don't like him and lots of people don't like po- him. He's popular but, with some. Well, no, he's very popular and he would absolutely crush... Jeremy Corbyn at the the ballot box, right? And this is all feeding into him winning an election because what is appearing to be the case now is that people are standing in his way from trying to do what he believes is the right thing. Well, I stand up for the
5: law. Well, no. The rule of law.
3: He's standing up for the people who voted to leave the European Union. And the rule of law has been invented and changed. and, And, you know, the law that he broke, apparently... Uh, was not even there before he broke it. Well, we either believe. In that retrospect, we either the believe. The Supreme Court decided that he had broken a law.
5: We either believe in our legal system or we don't. And I think that... For well,
3: I mean, your man Tony Blair invented the Supreme Court. It didn't used to exist before he came up with it.
5: That's fine, but, you know, what do you want to go? You want to go back to the Middle the Ages? Well, what was wrong with, the, was wrong
3: with the, law, the master of the Rolls and the House of Lords being the highest
5: court in the land? What was wrong with that? Because it, I think a lot of people felt that it was it was too close to no, you the lot parliamentary felt like that. process. Well, that's how democracy works. No, no, it's not. Things evolve. No,
3: when you become a prime minister with a massive majority, you can do anything you want. Well, I when wish you, we'd done more. Well, I oh, thank God you didn't,
5: because hey? what else would you have done? Oh, loads of stuff. The <laughs> stuff we did to talk radio I can't even begin <laughs> to b- tell yeah. you
3: well a lot on the Labour side love banning media that you don't agree with no I don't speaking of anybody. which yeah. has, I know you're you're, you're not your persona non-grass with the Labour Party at the moment but is John McDonnell technically now the leader because that's what we're being told
5: wouldn't you say you're being told you mean you read it in the papers uh, yes <laughs> John- I said what we are being told <laughs> ok right so, so the know, papers
3: but no, mean, but you're, what you for were a guy f- who spent his life Putting stories in papers, right? Either writing them as a journalist or, indeed, leaking them to people no, outside leak, never of the Cabinet. Leak,
5: brief. you brief. Yeah, you know, leak, you I, brief.
3: I've been on the end of some of your phone calls. You know, I know what you said to people. Anyway. What? so well, well, I'm not going to get into that now because you might get upset. But how about uh, John you MacDonald's now running the country or running the Labour Party, at least?
5: No, I mean, I saw John MacDonald last week for GQ. And, and, and what I do think is that he's, you know, look, we're, we're, we, we know that we're running into an election period. And I think that John McDonnell is desperate for Labour to win. Um, I think, therefore, he's trying to sort out a few difficult positions. But, no, I, d- I mean, l- the one thing, I was with him for quite a long time in that interview. I didn't hear him say a single word that anybody could interpret as being disloyal to Jeremy Corbyn. I really well, you wouldn't, would you? Well, I don't know. Would you? So, would he's you, not so, going to say it, is he? Well, I don't know, but, you know, I've, put it this way. I I would make a judgment based on talking, to Jim, rather than doing what you do, which is sit and read these rags that you have around with you all the time. Uh, rags, yeah. huh? Pretty much, let's yeah. be honest. He's let's made a honest. career out of it, let's and be now honest. he's let's be honest. now he's just rumping all
3: over <laughs> it. Now, I hope the weather isn't too bad for your march on Saturday. Me too. Uh, but I think your, I, I, think, I still
5: think there'll be a lot of people there. We've got more coaches signed up than well, the last one. Which be about was a million, big. right? I don't know, but I hope a lot of people because same I number think, of people that marched against the Iraq War. Well, there you go, and that, that's my point. I made you pay about attention Churchill either. No, because I think big, big decisions like that. You talked about Churchill. Would Churchill have gone to war in a referendum? No. So people are entitled to protest, but I'll tell you why the reason I think the protest, protest against this Johnson and Brexit is still not going away is because, ultimately, the Brexit he promised is not deliverable. The Brexit that he's offering now is frankly, I think so far removed from what he was promising at the time. The Sunlit Uplands have all yeah, gone. Nobody, they've all yeah, gone. The only as you argument say, it's not a moment left, in time, is it? The only argument you've got left is we voted for it on June the 23rd, 2016. He's no longer saying it's going to be great for the country. He's no longer denying it's going to take a hit on the economy. His Queen's speech is for the birds because it's frankly not... He doesn't have a majority. It's entirely dependent on how the economy performs post-Brexit. And, you know... And the I economy's think going
3: pretty well at the moment.
5: I think a lot of people are worried that Brexit... Brexit goes, goes ahead in the way that he wants it to, then the economy is going to be in trouble.
3: OK, well, we shall see. Alistair, thank you very much thank indeed. Thank Stimulating as ever. Uh,
5: Alistair Campbell, uh, they're speaking on behalf
3: of the Vote Leave people. Uh, he still thinks that uh, we should have a second <laughs> referendum. Uh, what do you reckon? Darren, very good um, afternoon to you.
4: Hello, Mike. Before I start, can I just say, I've just had to get the smelly and sort out of the cupboard after listening to Alistair Campbell bang on about <laughs> honesty and morality <laughs> and truth. Self-awareness just... Died, mate. Unbelievable. Yes, yes, okay. I really,
3: yeah, and I really bypassed. But I think <laughs> I'd like to think I, I did point out that he might have been a bit of a, uh, you know, he might have been sort of one of the guilty men in the past.
4: Yeah, but mate, he's allowed to go on other networks. We all know who they are, and he's just allowed. Yeah. to bang this tripe out twenty four seven. Yeah, well, that's not what happens. What, so do you, what, fair, do you wanna, what do you want? What to you. do you want to say? What do you want
3: to say about the deal?
4: Right. Well, I think he's Mr. Cummings, the man, the evil genius. I yeah. think he, he, he has already said. I think the deal's done. Say to the EU, right? You've got to say to our parliament, this is a take-it-or-leave-it deal. We won't come back. We won't renegotiate. Take it or leave it. Well, we'll give you an extension. So if you vote it down, you can have a general election. It's as simple as that. The only problem there is the remonitors then, because what could they say? They can't say, "Oh, well, we believe in democracy," and oh, actually, it's not. No, it's not no Brexit, we just want a deal, because if the EU say it's this or nothing, they've got to back it, but the only problem then is, they'll go, oh, we've got to have a confirmatory referendum, referendum people's vote, whatever they want to call it today. But, then again, Boris and Cummings, and have to say to the EU, if they do vote for another referendum, which I can see them doing, we will just ignore the result of it, mate. Forget it, Mr Barnier. If they vote for another referendum and it's, and it's remain, we just ignore it and we leave on no deal. So well, to be honest, it.
3: you know, whatever, whatever I hear the words "confirmatory referendum," Darren, oh, I assume that yeah. that means
4: to confirm
3: what was voted upon what the last time. For... I.e., I.e., so it's a vote on whether to leave with a deal or to leave without a deal. Remain doesn't exactly. get on my referendum if there's a second one. I'm afraid. Yeah, but,
4: but but all of a sudden they're all they're all Democrats. All these are switching parties, right, left, in the centre. Don't want by elections because they believe in democracy that much. Oh. You know.